Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, we're actually going to talk about a place where a lot of us level up in our running, lifting, and motherhood efforts, and that's online communities. I've got Becky Hoy, founder of Brave Crate, on because she is, as far as I'm concerned, the gold standard in leading online communities. We're going to talk about her business, Brave Crate, the origins, kind of how it came to be, as well as how her online community, the Brave Board, supports the company's goals. Then she's going to give us some very tactical advice for not only leading, but being involved and engaging in online communities. It's a fascinating conversation. And without further ado, Becky Hoy of Brave Crate. All right, Becky Hoy, welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast. How are you? I'm great, Susie. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. You are my people because I offer folks like early morning slots all the time, but barely anybody ever takes me up on it. As we speak, you, we're both about to begin our day and we're starting it off together. Absolutely. I am all about it. (laughs) Love it. And you do like to dig in and get going. Tell me a little bit about the origins of your business, your passion project turn business, Brave Crate. Yeah, I would love to do that. So a little bit of background. I think that's kind of important for understanding how Brave Crate came to be. So I am a military spouse. My husband is a soldier in the U.S. Army. And I have a background in operations. So that's kind of like my big passion. I love logistics. I love planning and project management. Um, And I know all of your listeners will appreciate this. So before I was a military spouse, I was younger. I was super active. Like fitness was just a part of my life. Um, I was a second degree black belt. I was, you know, barrel racing, just like constantly going. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Susie, but like at certain seasons in your life, it's just, it feels so hard to make those kind of normal fitness routines happen. Like sometimes right. a switch just flips, right? And you're like, this is tough. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, that season was my husband's very first deployment. And so I was like a baby military spouse. I think I was 22. Um And he left for his first deployment and I just got on the struggle bus. Like I struggled with coping. So I was using food as a coping mechanism and just couldn't motivate myself to do the normal day-to-day things that I knew would make me feel great. And part of that was, you know, my fitness um, routines every single day. And so I knew at one point, like I was just really slowing down. I was really struggling and I was like, okay, I need I have to shift my focus. This is not going to work mm-hmm. for me long term. Um, and so I made this big shift and I kind of used my background in operations to create some new systems and routines in my life to figure out how to make that season of separation from my spouse feel more manageable and how to help myself get into new routines during that season and shift my focus. So by the end of the deployment, I really had created this system for helping myself focus every single day on the things I needed to be doing to care for my mind and my body and my heart. And now really, I think that that's carried over. That's like the secret sauce, right? It's carried over into my real life after deployment where um, 
you know, fitness, caring for myself is really just a part of my regular day-to-day life. And so that's a really long backstory, but... Well, um, but I, I think have- a lot of people can relate to it, right? You've got a season of life that's tough and you're not able to do the thing that you know would make you feel better. All the moms out there are shaking their head and fist pumping the air. We have all been there. But yours turned into a, not only like a happy ending, but a business. It did. It did. So um, fast forward. So now my husband and I have been through multiple deployments and most, multiple TDYs. And I've kind of tried and tested this system where I'm like, okay, it's not about staying busy. It's not about distracting yourself from the kind of difficulty of being away from the one you love. The thing that makes these seasons more bearable is having something to look forward to every month and goals that you're working towards every single month. And that is what can sustain you through difficult seasons. And so my friend was getting ready for his sp- or for her spouse's first deployment. And here I am, crazy Becky, on the phone with her while she's crying. And I'm like, hey, listen, friend, I love you. And I know this is tough. I'm not saying it's not tough. But what I am saying is that this season of deployment can be really good for you and really good for your marriage. And of course, she thought I was crazy because nobody says that. Um, <laughs> so I sent her a care package. And the whole intention of sending her this care package was to help her get excited about deployment, at least as excited as you can be to be separated from your spouse for, you know, nine months or a year. Um, I just wanted her to really get into that mindset of seeing this upcoming season of separation as an opportunity for growth rather than just this thing that had to be endured. Um, I hope people are hearing you. Okay. We're going to talk about online communities today. You're talking about your business, but I know there are moms out there. You guys, those first few weeks of motherhood. Yes. You've got to embrace the suck. You've barely got any sleep, but do you hear Becky saying it's an opportunity for growth? Thank you. Absolutely. And I really, you know, that is kind of the secret sauce is that when we develop these skills and mechanisms for coping and learning resilience during difficult seasons, whether it's deployment, whether it's, you know, the beginning of motherhood or, you know, full disclosure for for all of your awesome uh, audience members, I'm not a mama, um, but mad love and respect for mamas because I know that, you know, that's a, a whole nother journey in itself that's just filled with joy and challenges. Um, but, but yeah, that's the secret sauce, right? Like if you can do this in difficult seasons, then think about how well that sets you up to do this in real life. So anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, I sent her this care package and it just clicked. I was like, I need to do this for as many military spouses as I possibly can. And so, um, with some preparation, it took me about three months to really wrap my head around the idea and learn about the subscription box model, Um, and then another six months to actually launch it off the ground. And I started Brave Crate, which is a monthly deployment countdown box. So every month we send a really cute pink box. Susie, I know you've gotten one. Yeah. Uh, And it's just, it's filled with items to help you grow it personally, um, help you care for yourself and help you grow your marriage during your deployment countdown. So each month is a new theme and it, the whole purpose of this box is to help military spouses reclaim deployment, to shift their focus away from counting days and onto really making every single day count while they're preparing for homecoming. 
I love this. So my audience is going to be comprised of two different people. One, they're involved in the military somehow. They're a spouse themselves. They know one. And in that case, like all ears. But I want everybody else, the other part, to be all ears as well. We have talked about on this show how how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Breaking down a larger goal into small manageable pieces. So I love that monthly model because for the uninitiated, typically a deployment is going to be anywhere from 6 to 12 months. And so what you're saying is, let's not count down the year. Let's build yourself up each month. Exactly. Exactly. And it's so easy. You know, whether you're looking at the entirety of a deployment and thinking, oh my gosh, 365 days, or you're looking at training for, you know, a 10K or a marathon and you look at that whole animal, that whole beast in front of you. I mean, you just get tunnel vision and it's really hard to wrap your head around it. And so if you can break it down into smaller goals, um, and kind of see the growth along the way and celebrate the growth along the way, it just changes your whole perspective. Oh, you're speaking my language now. <laughs> now, Becky, in addition to getting those beautiful pink boxes with the goodies inside, you actually have an online community as well that supports these women. Can you tell me a little bit about that online community? Yes, absolutely. So I just kind of intuitively knew as we were preparing to launch Brave Crate that this box could not just be an opportunity to get more stuff, right? No one actually needs more stuff. So I knew that it needed to be something deeper and something that fostered community. And so we launched what we call Brave Board. It's our Facebook group that is just for Brave Crate members. And essentially what it does is it pulls together this group of people who women in particular, this box is specifically for female military spouses. So it pulls together this group of women who all have that same mindset that deployment can be a season for growth. So they've, mm-hmm. if they've subscribed to Brave Crate at the very bare minimum, they have subscribed to the idea that there is a possibility that deployment can stink less <laughs> at the moment. So that's, that's step one into making a massive mindset shift. And so what we've done with our Facebook group is we have pulled all of those women together in one space and we give them the opportunity to support one another in their journey during their, their deployment countdown. And what's great about it is once you're in the Brave Crate members group on Facebook, you are there forever. Oh, awesome. So like, let's say um, I'm, you know, three months deep into my husband's deployment and I become a Brave Crate subscriber. Uh, There are like minds in there. I make friends with somebody else, but yikes, her husband comes home next month. We can still be in that community together. Absolutely. And really what's wonderful about it is that you see people at all different stages of that journey Mm. and they're able to provide support. And so you're always two steps in front of someone and two steps behind someone else. And so there's always an opportunity to add value to someone else's life and be invested in by another military spouse or person there in the group. I love that. Now, I mean, you know, there are some people out there, Becky, thinking, well, I don't know, can you truly connect in an online community? I mean, we all know that we have surface relationships that don't really go beyond that that level. Um, How do you overcome that in 
a, a community like the Brave Board. Yeah. So I will just say for all of those friends out there who are thinking, you know, online communities are not realistic or just kind of surface level, I that I completely relate to that mindset and that fear because that was me two years ago. I really did not want to create a Facebook group for Brave Crate because I really, I'm an introvert. I really thrive on deep relationships and deep conversation. And I assumed it was surface level, but here's the deal. These relationships, if given the right conditions and the right opportunities to get deeper, 100% will. Um, and you know, it can be really tough to truly connect in online communities. And I think that setting up a situation where people have the tools that they need to connect, um, it, it makes all the difference and it will help people engage in a way that is just as deep or deeper than they would if they met in a Starbucks. Right, right. I, I really like that. Do you find, I mean, it's a closed group. Um, obviously, this is a very, very specific season of someone's life. Do you find because of that, people are able to be their their real selves as opposed to like being connected with 2,000 people on a general Facebook page? Yeah, for sure. So there is an aspect of that. So our group has a really clear mission and purpose. When people join Brave Board, our Facebook group, they're really clear that they are supposed to be there because I've set the standard when they request to join the group that this is a group for Brave Crate members and go ahead and let me know what email you signed up with. Um, but the other thing that I think is really helpful, even beyond the fact that they have a clear mission and purpose, is that we provide an on-ramp for them. Mm. And and people often come into a group, whether it's 2,000 or 20 people, and, you know, I think in a sense, 20 people can feel intimidating too, right? Because, yeah. you know, it's just not, you, it's hard to be invisible. People come into a group and they kind of want to be invisible and it's easy to stay in the shadows and that creating that first post and starting to engage is really the hardest. Mm -hmm. So what we do to help combat that is we have a weekly introduction instruction post where I specifically name and invite new members to introduce themselves by tagging them, anyone who's joined in the last week, and asking them uh, specifically to introduce themselves. And so um, I always involve current members. So we do a fun like answer with a GIF prompt. So we call this Tribe Tuesday where we're introducing our tribe and we put up a prompt that says, you know, your your spouse just got orders for deployment using only a, a GIF. Is it GIF or GIF? I don't know. But <laughs> I think the creator says GIF. I've heard, um, but people say GIF. Who knows? Okay, so GIF. It's like potato, potato, isn't it? Exactly. So we'll say, go ahead, answer with a GIF and tell us, you know, how you feel about that. And it, people love this post, Susie. People love anything that's like creative or silly. And so people, we get tons of comments on that introduction prompt. So we'll say, go ahead and answer with a GIF. And oh, by the way, we're so excited to meet these new members who are tagged below. And if you're a new member, we want to invite you to, to do your own post and introduce yourself to the group. And so here's the trick. When I'm asking everyone to comment with a GIF, 
what I'm doing is I, first of all, I'm inviting them to do something that I know they want to do. So I'm pretty confident that we're going to get a lot of folks engaging right there on that post that is highlighting new members. So it makes the new members who are looking that looking at that feel like when they do introduce themselves, there's someone they're listening, right? right? Right. No one wants to introduce themselves to crickets. Like imagine walking into a party and saying, hi, I'm Becky. So nice to meet you. And everyone just stares at you. Exactly. (laughs) Super awkward, super awkward. So I make sure they know that people are there by creating a post that is really going to get a lot of engagement from our current members. And then I tell our new members specifically what they should post as an introduction. And I make Mm. sure they know it's okay to brag a little bit. Mm-hmm. I ask them to uh, share a few photos because everyone loves sharing their favorite photos of themselves and their family. And it helps to relieve some anxiety about whether they'll introduce themselves the wrong way. Introductions can be super stressful. And the only way to get people to engage is if they actually know one another. And so creating an on-ramp for folks to to begin that engagement process mm-hmm. is really critical if you want to have more than just like a Q&A discussion or an advice column inside of a Facebook group. If you want to connect with people, you've got to introduce yourself and you've got to be present when other people are doing it. Right. I love this. I mean, I love it for a number of reasons. Like you said, it makes sure that everybody engages. There's that decision anxiety if it's just a blanket, oh, well, introduce yourself. You're giving them very specific instructions. And we're not going to nerd out too much on the algorithms here, Becky. But you know, as the leader of an online group, what that also does is when that engagement gets going on that post, that means everybody is seeing it on their normal news feed. Susie here. If you're looking for a way to stay up to date with the latest activewear releases from Zaya Active, you can do one of two things. Either go to newreleasewednesday.com, give me your phone number, or text RUNLIFTMOM, that's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M, to code 21000. So either go to newreleasewednesday.com or text RUNLIFTMOM to 21000. I will send you my one favorite pick from the week as well as a health tip. Absolutely. And if there is one thing that I want people to see from our group every single week, it's who the new members are. If I could choose Mm. one post for them to see, I want them to see who the new military spouses in the group are that they have an opportunity to connect with. I love it. So in addition to Tribe Tuesday, do you have any other like um, weekly posts? Because people like knowing what to expect (laughs) as well. What else can they expect in the Brave Board? Yeah, for sure. So and for us, it's been a lot of testing to figure out how our members in our group like to connect. Mm -hmm. And so what we like to do is we have a few different types of posts that we post in a week and we, we split them by three types. We either post an advice post or a like personal post, like an introduction or something related to teaching and, and kind of challenging people. And so, um, we have this one post that we don't say, Hey, this is motivation Monday, but every Monday we post something that will prompt people to engage in sharing goals and ideas and dreams for the upcoming week. 
And, you know, that's not for every single person in the group, but it's for some people in the group. And what's really fantastic about that is those people are now all commenting on the same thread. And so they can see each other and you can easily see, you know, oh, look, I'm really excited about cleaning out the closet this week. And here Susie is, and she's really excited about that too. And so maybe that's something we can connect about all week long. That's that connection. We talk about, I mean, going online, we've talked about this on this show before, um, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or whatever, people go to social media for three reasons, to connect, to learn, to be entertained. And what you're doing is not only entertaining with those introduction, but you're connecting people. And then here on kind of that that goal and that Motivation Monday-esque post, um, they're connecting and maybe even learning, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think making space for life's little moments and letting people connect on that. Not, I don't want to say surface level because it's not surface, but letting people get a glimpse into the day-to-day of one another, each other's lives. So we do a celebration Saturday post every Saturday. And literally all it is is one of those colorful background posts with white words on it that you can set up on your Facebook page. And it says, hashtag celebration Saturday. Tell us the best thing that happened this week. And it's an opportunity for people to feel that sense of knowing one another on the, in, in their mundane aspects of life, which Mm -hmm. maybe doesn't seem important, but think about those people that you love and are friends with. You know those little things that happened in their life throughout the week, right? You don't just talk to each other when you need advice. You don't just talk to each other when you want to get some inspiration for meal prep. Like you actually are talking to each other and learning about just those day-to-day things. You're you know that you know they're celebrating the fact that their little one took first steps that week or you know that they're celebrating the fact that they accomplished some fitness goal that week so we make space also for people to share and connect about the things that are happening in their life that are just kind of day to day and general operations outside of like give I need advice about like how to keep my marriage strong during deployment. It doesn't always have to be that serious. I love so the things that you don't necessarily get a medal for, like you kept the kids alive or you didn't hit snooze on your alarm ten thousand times. You can celebrate those types of things as well. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know it's really important that we figure out what our community is looking for and what resonates with them. And so it can be really easy to, you know, if you're doing this method of saying like, okay, I always post this type of post Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you've got to leave a little space to look back and review those Mm -hmm. um, and to see, you know, what's working and and what isn't. I had a post for a while that was um, like a podcast swap because I love podcasts. And I was like, okay, list your favorite podcast. And we just didn't get a lot of folks engaging on that. And so for me, it's all about figuring out where people want to be engaging and adjusting um, adjusting along the way to make space for that. Well, and I like that you said earlier, you know, you kind of just throw some stuff out there and you see what sticks and you see what works. So it sounds like you're creating some patterns, but you're letting the community guide as the leader what you're asking of them. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, and this is not just for leaders, but also for 
anyone who's a member of a group, if your goal is to create engagement and to find new friends and to connect on a deeper level, one of the things I really want to encourage people to do is adjust your mindset about why you're in the group. And so the way I see my role is really more as a concierge than someone who is there just to constantly consume and consume and consume, whether it's the group I'm leading or the, you know, a group I'm a part of. So one of the things I'll often do is connect people in the group to one another. Um, so if you think like you go to a party or you go out for dinner with friends, they're going to introduce you to their friends, right? Mm-hmm. They're not just going to let you walk in and, and be this silent person and never tell you who their friends are. So right. what I'll often do either in our group on Braveboard or in other groups I'm in is if a question is posted, instead of just answering it myself, I will tag other people I know in the group who I think have insight into the answer. For instance, I know in Brave Board, Susie, you were a guest expert for Brave Crate last year. And um, so if someone asks a question related to an area that Susie is an expert in, whether it's you know uh, running or minimum effective dose training, I will always even if it's something I could answer, I will always tag Susie to create that new connection between two people. I love Um, that. And here's the key. You've got to set them up. Like you have to give them a glowing intro the same way you would if you introduced them in real life. So if I was introducing you, Susie, to another friend of mine, and I wouldn't just be like, oh, hey, here's Susie. I'd be like, hey, this is my fantastic friend, Susie. And she is a knockout and she runs a podcast. She's a mama. She's an ultra marathoner. She's incredible at helping motivate other people. Like I would give you this. this Stop. But see, now I want to help you and I'm so, so flattered. I'm very eager to help whomever you're introducing me to. Yes. And here's the other sneaky piece of this is that now you are also more likely to introduce me to your friends. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of begins to set a standard that we are not just here to leave a short answer, but that, hey, my name is Becky and I'm here to make connections. I'm here to get deeper with people and to introduce people to one another. So if you pe- become that concierge in a group, if your goal is in being there is to find new friends and grow your network and get more connected, this is the absolute best way I think to do that. Um, and you know, the, the fun byproduct of that is that you are also meeting new friends along the way and connecting with new people. Um, but to do this, you have to know, you have to be engaged and you have to know the other people who are in the group with you. Right. This takes a deep level of connection and care. Um, But I love that that mindset of, okay, I'm a concierge and I'm here to connect people and help them. I'm here to serve them and help them get the most out of the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so we are in this social media situation right now in our society (laughs) where it's really easy to be a consumer and social media gets a really bad rap because of that. So if we can change our mindset and shift our focus when we're online, it takes this thing that can be a big time suck and actually shifts it and turns it into an opportunity to create really deep level friendships. And I'll say, you know, even taking it outside of our Facebook group, 
for Brave Crate and thinking about some of the groups that I'm in for, you know, entrepreneurs, I have made some of my closest friends in the past two years by connecting with them online. And so it really is all in the approach. Oh, I love that. I want to ask you one more thing about your online community before um, ending with some rapid fire. What do you do, Becky? You said that you like to kind of throw things against the wall and just try things out. What do you do when your group gets quiet? Oh, that is such a good question. Well, the first thing I do is I will take a look at what are the kind of conversation starters that I have been sharing lately. I also, and see, you know, have they been conversation starters that have been effective and working? Because often if people are commenting on my conversation starter posts, they're more likely to create their own posts and, you know, share a picture of something that's happening in their life or come ask a question or share a story. The the next thing I'll do is I'll check in on my superstars And, you know, I don't want to go too deep into this, but it's really important to know who the people in the group are that are kind of setting the standard Mm -hmm. and are really super engaged. And this is where the actual relational aspect of using Facebook groups and other social media comes in is that if my superstars are really quiet, I'm concerned about them not just because my group is quiet, but because I care about them as people and I want to make sure that they're doing well. So I'll send off a quick message and just say like, Hey, Ashley, I haven't heard from you in a while. Just wanted to check in and see how your countdown's going or something along those lines. And sometimes it's nothing, right? Sometimes they're busy and they just haven't been around. But if all of my superstars have gone quiet, I want to check in on them and make sure that they're there because really that's what it takes. It takes three or four really active people to make everyone else feel comfortable posting. Mm -hmm. So if my three or four really active people have gone to radio silence, I want to check in on them and make sure they're doing all right. And oftentimes, even if they are having a bad day, that reminds them that our group is a space that they can come to for support and encouragement. And they always appreciate having someone really spend the time to relationally do a pulse check with them and, and, you know, remember them. I mean, just the fact that someone from an online group has reached out and noticed that you were absent makes a huge difference. Absolutely. You know, as you're describing this, it occurs to me that these strategies you're using on BraveBoard aren't that much different if you were all there together in person. You've talked a lot about connection, and um, I, I haven't heard that advice about checking in with the opinion leaders, so to speak. And that, of course, it makes so much sense. Absolutely. And really, that's what it comes down to is being present and really trying to treat people as though they are people and not just dots on a screen. You know, I, this, that was my huge fear about social media was that it was going to be so much work and, you know, really surface level. But in reality, it's such a good opportunity to make real lasting friendships. And if you approach it that way, if you approach it as, an opportunity to connect with real human beings and you just remember to treat them like real human beings, (laughs) uh, suddenly it just takes on this whole new life. Absolutely. I love it. All right. I'm going to close you out with rapid fire here. Although since you are a friend um, and we originally connected on uh, social media, I feel like we could talk all day. Tell me, Becky, um, so away from the online communities, what's your favorite book to gift? 
Oh, it's a gift. So to be totally honest with you, I am always excited about whatever I'm reading at the moment. So I get really into books and I'll just, you know, relate it to everything. So I recently read again, The Art of Tidying, and that is honestly one of my favorite books to gift. Um, the by Marie Kondo. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Love to gift that one to people. That is fantastic. Um, I have also read it as well prior to the Netflix series and really liked it. It's great for a military spouse who's going to move often, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cleaning out stuff just feels so good. It does. Fun to chat. She goes a little bit woo woo there in a couple (laughs) places where she's chatting about talking to your clothes. And that's always a fun conversation piece with friends after they read it. When I threw out my unwanted activewear, I did not have a seance for it, but it did feel good to have a clean drawer. That's right, Zaya fans. You heard me correctly. (laughs) Have the pieces you love. Um, And finally, Becky, um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Let's say to that girl that was um, awaiting her husband's first deployment. I think I would probably tell her to be proud of herself in the moment that there will never be a point where you've just made it. So it's really important to just recognize how you're winning right now and not, you know, I spent a lot of time constantly thinking, okay, I will be proud of myself. I will be happy at this point. I'll be happy at homecoming. I'll be happy when I accomplish this fitness goal or, you know, reach this weight or whatever it is. And there's, you know, looking back, I'm so proud of myself for so many things I did in that season. And I, I wish that I would have been cognizant enough to be proud of myself then too. I love that. Recognize where you're winning right now. Well, um, Becky, I appreciate you coming on to talk to me about online communities, to give us some insight into BraveBoard. May I put your information in the show notes, like where people click on details so they can connect with you online? Yes, absolutely. I would love to connect with anyone. If you're running a Facebook group, I would love to, or even just a part of a Facebook group and looking to connect with other people through social media, I'd love to chat with you. Thank you so much, Becky. Y'all, you have just got to fall in love with a woman who founds her business on the idea that we can be better during times of adversity and breaking down larger goals into small, manageable pieces. My hope for you is that after listening to this episode, if you are part of an online community, or even if you run an online community, that you will focus on connection. Hear what Becky said about checking in with your opinion leaders. Hear what she said about making people feel fantastic as you introduce them. Hear what she said that people are not just little round profile dots on a screen. They are real human beings. I loved this. Thank you so much, Becky. All of her stuff is linked in the show notes, and I hope you will connect with this inspiring woman. Until I get into your earpiece again, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. Mm 
This episode is sponsored by Red H Nutrition. Red H Nutrition is your stop for not only those sexy type supplements, I'm talking the pre-workout, I'm talking BCAAs, but also the non-sexy stuff, the stuff that is going to change your body at a cellular level, but you might not post to Instagram about. Those are your prebiotics, the super greens, even like an A to Z vitamin, Factor 10 is my favorite. Check out in the show notes, Red H Nutrition's website. You can use code RUNLIFTMOM, that's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M, at checkout to save 10%. Thank you for your support of the Run Lift Mom podcast. This is a passion project for me that began in February of 2019 and now has over 10,000 listens. It's amazing. This is where I uplift other women and create communities around the areas of running, lifting, and motherhood. If you haven't yet done so already, please rate, review, and subscribe. That helps folks find the podcast and it keeps this passion project going.